What's going on, guys? It's Bryce again. Welcome to another episode of the Expedition to Try podcast, where I have no idea what I'm doing with my life, and I'm assuming a lot of you don't either, so we're going to try and figure it out together. If you're new to this podcast, it's my goal to introduce you to rad new artists, musicians, entrepreneurs, and overall just creative, passionate people who deserve way more recognition than they currently have. So today, super stoked to introduce you to a member of the band Northvale, who I came across on TikTok. Go figure. Everything's on TikTok now. But Keith, thank you so much for joining me on today's episode. For sure, dude. Happy to be here. <laughs> so do you want to just do a quick introduction to who you are, like age, uh, what you do in the band, like that general stuff before we get into the music? For sure, man. So my name's Keith. I am the lead singer of Northvale. I'm 25. And we are i don't know we're essentially a covid band i guess that's what, that's what we that's what we say to people these days we are a covid band that's how it started awesome so <laughs> before we get into specifically the band let's let's talk a little bit more about your musical journey so where did music start for you what is like the farthest back you can remember I think, I guess the first time I sat down and said to myself, like, oh, I, I like music, I had to have been, I don't know, maybe eight, you know, or, or nine. And it was, my dad always was into music, but uh, he was always into like oldies, like doo-wop, things like that. I heard a lot of Motown growing up. Uh, my mom was like a hardcore Whitney Houston fan. <laughs> so. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I used to get into it. I used to just like, I really, really dug music. It made me feel better, <laughs> you know? Yeah. <laughs> and um, I, yeah, from there it grew. Uh, I definitely grew up heavily influenced by hip hop and R&B uh, before anything else. Once I started really like going out on my own and trying to, you know, find new music. And, um, uh, I, you know, I still have a huge R and B influence. I think I don't, I don't really ever talk about that, but, <laughs> but I for sure do. I, I didn't start getting into, into the rock scene until maybe I, I guess in, in, when I was in middle school, I think, you know, I and I, I got my first guitar and that was, and that was it for me, but I always bounced back and forth. But, you know, coming up, at, I guess at that time, at, at that age, when I started going back and looking at bands, like I was looking at Blink-182, you know, I was into Green Day, uh, things like that. So <laughs> it's just been, it's been a crazy ride, I guess, to see where I, like where it's, I never even, I, I don't think I've thought about that in a long time, <laughs> where it started and where it's gone. That's, that's kind of funny. <laughs> that's interesting. So do you recall, like, that transition like was there one song you heard that was like oh maybe i should explore this kind of rock and roll punk you know rock what? genre <laughs> you're gonna laugh i think it was limp biscuit is it okay <laughs> <laughs> i think i heard a limp biscuit song i don't know who showed it to me definitely someone crazy <laughs> and i uh yeah no i i started getting into that i started listening to i was into some 41 for a while mm -hmm. uh those were, I think, the first song I learned how to play on guitar was a Linkin Park song, I think. Oh, cool. I think it was, like, In the End, something super easy. <laughs> uh, 
And then, you know, it grew from there. Eventually, like, I was all about uh, – I was a big yellow card fan. Um, all the – like, all this whole new wave of pop punk, this ever-evolving pop punk wheel, right? It got yeah. caught up – I got caught up in that. Uh, I don't know. That's <laughs> – Naughty stuff. You're sending me on a journey in my mind. But <laughs> That's I'm, the goal, dude. We I'm go through the it. whole progression of like Yeah, this is pretty crazy. <laughs> so, I'll never forget though, my first guitar. I had a little I had a little Fender Squire, a red one. My dad got I thought I was like I was famous instantly at that point. I was like I would stand in front of the mirror and just play. <laughs> did you take lessons for guitar or did you try oh, yeah. to learn from yourself? Yeah, when he got me that there was a there was a little shop in my hometown, Saddlebrook, New Jersey. Uh, it's called Joe's Guitar Shop, and he's still there. I think I'm almost positive. Uh, he he was the coolest teacher. It's for someone so young, and I used to get frustrated quickly, but he was so patient. You know, I was I'm still still I'm not I'm not a sick guitarist. You know, I'm <laughs> by no means. Am I, I don't play and I don't play guitar in this band. Um, so. But he was such a good teacher. Joe's Guitar Shop. He didn't sell anything. I'll never forget. He only did repairs and lessons. He used to, he would have, he used to have like, I want to say like 50 guitars at a time on a wall, right? Oh, wow. And they're all just repairs. And like, I could, rec- I don't think I've ever had a lesson there where someone didn't come in and say, how much is this? And he'd be like, oh, it's just repairs, man. But <laughs> See, that would be awesome. I wish the podcast had like way more listeners because then like in swarms, people would just go to this guitar shop. Like yeah, that would be, be great. amazing. I, Joe, man, he's the coolest. I, I should I should contact that guy and say what's up. So were you always into singing or is that a newer thing? How did that come about? Um, yeah, I mean, I think the first band I was ever in, I played guitar and it sounds it's gonna sound so conceited but i would always i would always think to myself like that dude can't sing i could sing better than that but i was always way too scared to ever try you know um and once i did start singing i was a little older i did i did my fair share of hip-hop stuff like rap stuff i think it started with that that was always less um it was less emba- embarrassing almost. You know, when you sing, you're really vulnerable, I feel like, as a, yeah. as a person. You know, it's a, it's re- you're really letting it out. So um, the fir- I remember the first time I really tried singing, I was like, wow, I, I suck pretty bad. You know, <laughs> you know, you know, you could, I'm not, I could hear it. I'm like, wow, this is not easy. So I took a few uh, vocal lessons. And I mean, even to this day, I'm not going to sit here and tell you I'm an incredible singer. I, I think I got a, I think I got a solid voice, but. You know, I, it's a, it's definitely a learned skill. I, I believe anyway, I think that I always, if I had to value something about my artistry, I think it's my showmanship. You know, I, I it, that's what, COVID when it hit, it was really heavy for me. I think it, I, as it must've been for every single artist on the planet, you know, like performing is almost like the entire reason behind doing this for me and for a lot I know for a lot of guys that I work with and it's almost like everything else about it especially when you start like moving up the ranks here you know like we're we're starting to be noticed with bands that people are really into now and uh you can see how much more um cutthroat it gets like how much the skill level 
it, it, it almost turns into more work than play. You know, like I love writing songs and I love recording in the studio, but then you get to this level and it's almost like, wow, I don't want to do this right now. You know what I mean? You're talking like a 12 hour vocal day. Like I didn't eat lunch yet. And we're just still ripping on the same verse. Like, <laughs> Keith, you say this word so weird. You sound like you're from New Jersey so bad. Like, you know, change the inflection, my guy. And I'll just be like, they're like, oh, no. But that, it's like, you know, that that 30 minute set you get, you know, it's like it makes up for all of it. It's like everything is clear when you step on that stage. Uh, do you feel like uh, being like in the punk rock? kind of genre it's more lenient in terms of fucking up while you're playing and like or singing because my friend is in a punk rock-esque band and he's like one of the best parts about it is no one really gives a shit we fuck up all the time no one really notices except for us and we're just having a good time do you feel that way when you guys are performing you know i think that for in some in some worlds of punk rock that is for sure part of the allure of it it's part of the charm i think before this band i was in another band called casual friday and we were definitely more of that old school vibe you know i used to take the stage in my jean vest and uh <laughs> and like you know tear it up beer in hand and all <laughs> like this band is not really that you know, I think that it's a little, that whole punk world exists, but now there's like a really new punk scene out here now, and it's a very different world. So I think that like for our, with our shows, like we, I think our last show, let me try to think of a, of a fuck up that definitely happened. <laughs> they will happen. I think. Yeah. I think it's about, I think it's about not reacting to the fuck up you know like you don't want <laughs> what oh i'll tell you what happened so we're playing and now especially like on a bigger stage you got to use monitors right yeah. like in your monitors it's not just all floor monitors so um i don't know what happened in my ears but i lost the the track like i lost the click mm. and i didn't know what to do because i have you know, and the, I couldn't hear the drums. I couldn't hear the kick or the snare. So I was like, well, this fucking sucks ass. So like I'm singing, I'm like, I got to figure out what to do. And the first thing I thought of was like, I'm going to stare directly at Chris, my rhythm guitarist. I'm going to yeah. stare directly at his wrist because he is a fucking robot. And I know he keeps perfect time. And it's, I don't know how, but I just stared. It, that was my click. <laughs> And I just, I must've looked crazy on stage. And he, I, he was probably thinking to himself like, what the fuck is Keith doing? But I was just like, I'm like singing like this, like looking at his string. And then eventually I found, I found it. But so, so, I mean, I don't know. I, I don't know if, if it's for us anyway, I don't know if fucking up is, is that, uh, is, is that great? You know, it's not something you want to do, but also I think that in any show you want to just you got to roll with the punches. You know what I mean? You can't ever be like, oh my God, like, stop. We fucked up. Like, you got to just right. plow straight through because you don't want, that's, you know, when have you ever been to a legit show where they stopped the music? That yeah. doesn't work that way. So I don't know. But that's funny. Like, I, I could, your, your friend saying, like, we fuck up all the time and it's fun. I mean, like, I get, I get that. I know that <laughs> scene. That's like a good, 
That's a great world. It is. (laughs) Um, So as you are starting to kind of pick up the pace with Northvale, are you excited for how fast you're growing or are you kind of nervous? Because it sounds like there, there are those like long days and long sessions trying to record stuff. Is that nerve wracking for you or are you just overall excited and you're like, we'll figure this out as we go along? I mean, it's a little bit of both. It's, it's super exciting. Like for me to be able to, I I don't know, to see it grow from what it was, I, it was, it, it all happened so quickly. And I think like, it's, it's weird for me to pick up my phone and like look on my Spotify artist thing. And just like at any given time, there's people listening, you know, like I think, and it's not a lot, you know, like 10, 20 people, like things like that. But like just seeing that number, there's like 20 humans in the world right now. They're streaming my song yeah. and it's like seven o'clock and I'm at the gym, like on the elliptical. <laughs> like who, are, who is up? I'm not listening to North Vale at 7 a.m. Like what? You know what it's I mean? all me. It's all me at the gym. <laughs> might, might you got 20 computers. I'm at least one, dude. I'm at least one. <laughs> but, but we're uh I'm definitely stoked, super excited about the whole thing. It's it's really cool, especially to like start meeting these guys, you know, that like I just idolized like months ago. And like we just in um Broadside is on tour with um this wildlife right now. And they were at the Gramercy on Tuesday. And this past week and me and Mike went down, we just went to, we just drove into the city to go say, what's up. Yeah. And like, (laughs) some, like to me, that still sounds insane. I went to the broadside show to say, what's up to Ollie. Yeah. That's crazy. Like I went and that, and that happened, like that happened. Like we went downstairs by the merch after their set and it was like, What's up, guys? Oh, what's up? What's up? What are you doing? Oh, we came to see the show. Oh, dude, that's sick. You know, and it's just like, I'm still fucking like not <laughs> taking it in. I think Mike's a lot better at it. Uh, but for me, I still get a little whacked out. Like, I don't know what to fucking say. Like, that's insane. <laughs> you know, it's a little yeah. weird. I don't mean to fangirl out, as, but it's like, it's just crazy. I would do the exact same thing. Like, yeah. actually, while we're on this subject, I got to ask, because... In her own words, one of my top favorite bands. And you did a song with Joey Fleming. Yeah, that was our how, first single. How was that? <laughs> like, Dude, how cool was Joey's, that? Joey's cool as fuck, man. <laughs> Super cool. That was – how did that happen? We we wrote the single mm-hmm. and we said this – like, we were like, this bridge – Joey would sound cool as hell on this bridge. And we didn't know him at all. Yeah. And we, we didn't know anybody. We were just starting. And, you know, Mike was like, let's just fucking contact the guy. Like, let's just hit him up and be like, hey, want to do this? And um, Joey just goes, yeah. Like, we sent him the track. And he's like, yeah, I'll I'll sing on it. And we were like, okay. <laughs> and he was uh, – it happened so quick because he was in New York. Um, he – I don't know. If he was on, I don't know if he was touring, it wasn't a, uh, in her own words tour, but he was in New York for something. I don't know if he was doing like an acoustic thing. Um, but he, the morning after that show, he told us he'd come meet us at Mike's job. My, uh, my guitarist is a mastering engineer at Sony and he, so we just met him over there 
at Sony and went upstairs and just like recorded the the bridge. And it was so funny how it happened because like the dude has like one of the sickest voices for real. Like I, you you hear a lot of people sing and you know, it's studio magic is such a, is such a huge thing. You know, like sometimes when I, like I'll be in the studio and like, they'll be like, what are you doing? Like, stop. I'll be like, it sounds perfect. I'll be like, yeah, just, but you got to scream more. And I'll be like, what the, the fuck? Like I'll just scream into the microphone and all this magically, it sounds beautiful. I'll be like, okay, whatever. I don't fucking get it. But with Joey, with Joey, like you could see he was visibly tired. I don't know. He was probably hung over. Like, I mean, I would be, you know, so like, but yeah. it was, it was early, dude, this dude just came in nothing hung out for like 10 minutes and talked dude just fucking rips it into the mic <laughs> just rips it perfect it's just perfect i just looked at mike i'm like do, do we even record it again <laughs> i think he did it two times like for fun and then he's like you guys want any extra things and we're just like i i, I don't think so man i think you just fucking <laughs> nailed it exactly what you it's like all right cool and that was it incredible nuts <laughs> <laughs> that's that's the one band on my bucket list right now before that it was neck deep neck deep's my all-time favorite Rude. great and band. now it's i seen them it was incredible now last one i want to see is in her own words that's Dude. it <laughs> they were, we saw them mike the i remember like the the week we decided to start this band mike and i went to a little bar in brooklyn and who was on the bill? It was a crazy bill. Um, it was in her own words. We, we're talking like a tiny place here. Like, yeah. you know, maybe max 50 people. Like, you know, <laughs> and uh, it was so small that there was no green room. Dude, these guys were drinking at the same bar as everyone in the <laughs> building. Like, it was like that type of show, you know? Yeah. It was in her own words. Um, Sleep on it was oh was there. Um, who else? Oh my god, what a what a tour. Oh, like Pacific. Holy shit. Yeah, you're talking about like crazy dudes and uh and it wasn't who was it? Oh god. Home. It wasn't the home team. We just saw them. It was Home Safe. Home Safe. Oh my god. Yeah. Sick oh sick lineup. And we just like but at the time, I guess this was like this must have been like right before every single one of them popped off like hard and it was just some little spot in Brooklyn. I think they were just like on like a van tour, you know, straight up, just driving in a van, like all of them. And Jesus, that's it was sick. It was a great show, like a I, great show. I can't and imagine I it not being, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just seeing them, I was I was hyped. Me, and my, <laughs> I, man, that was like the start. So, how did Northvale come to be? How did you all meet each other? Did you know each other before? How's what's that story? Mike and I, um knew each other when we were like real little uh he went to the same grade school as I did and then um he eventually went you know to a different high school and I didn't we just lost touch no reason in particular you know you just grow apart but we were we were friends when we were you know little and then um casual friday my old band was playing a show at the Bowery Electric in New York and Mike was at work in Sony like a couple blocks away and he must have saw something on Facebook or you know and he uh he just decided to show up he's he was just like oh, I haven't seen that kid in mad long let me go say hi 
So he came by and I saw him and I was like, holy shit, I haven't talked to this kid in years. And I just had a couple drinks with him and we started talking. And um, at the time, Casual Friday was talking about pulling me off guitar. And because I played guitar in that band, but we were talking about pulling me off guitar and bringing another guitarist in because it, it's just it does so much for the show if I'm free up, right? I can move around. I can do whatever I want. So Mike started playing rhythm for us on shows just, you know, for for whatever. It was just fun for him to come out and play. Yeah. Uh, and that band ended. And I, when that band ended, Mike was the first person I went to. I'm like, dude, let's start a band. He was like, no, 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 over <laughs> and over again. And uh, I don't know what changed. But one day he's just like, yo, let's do it. And I'm like, <laughs> all right. And so so he brought in Aaron, our drummer. Mm-hmm. Um, we had another uh, another guitarist before Chris. Uh, the guy's name was Joe. Joe didn't work out, but we met Chris through Joe. Mm-hmm. And Kevin I met at Starland Ballroom. Um, he's our Kevin, our bassist. He, uh, I was at the bar talking about how I didn't have a bassist in my band. So we were, it was, there's a VFW across the street from Starland Ballroom in Sayreville, New Jersey. It's like a spot around here. And, um, everyone goes and drinks at the VFW before the show. It's like directly across the street. (laughs) You park at the VFW, you drink at the VFW. That's, that's just the, the culture, right? And we go across the street. And Kevin just happened to be like sitting two seats down from me. He's like, Hey, I play bass. And I'm like, get the fuck out of here. He's like, yeah. I'm like, we started talking. Turns out he was there to take pictures for the show for Silverstein. And, uh, (laughs) he was like, so we kept in touch. He actually hooked up the a the feature with AJ Perdomo, um, from the dangerous summer. He's on our one single high tide. And so that was a Kevin connection. Uh, and then eventually Kevin just was just in the band. I don't know. That's how, that's how it happens. Yeah. <laughs> Crazy. God. Yeah. You see some rad ass bands. Jesus. I'm getting so jealous. Uh, <laughs> so what do you think has been like, or let's do what's been the process since like first kind of starting the band and getting mm-hmm. to where you are now? Cause you are growing quite rapidly it seems so like yeah what have you been doing to grow so well i guess i mean like it's not it's definitely not a secret like if you look at our um we we did that song with joey Mm -hmm. just because and then we saw what it did and of course it helped right to do a song with joey fleming and then we were like let's do it again so we called AJ and we did a song with AJ Perdomo and that one was hot. You know, that one really popped. And I think that just immediately catapulted us, you know, from the start. So it just gave us a little bit of momentum and we just really tried to stay on top of it with our social media, you know, as much as we can. We do need, we do need to continue our TikTok journey for sure. Cause we're, we still haven't cracked the code on that 100%, you know? Um, but we try with the Instagram and uh, the other social media accounts for sure. Yeah. And I think that just staying on top of everything, you know, as much as we can trying to stay relevant and 
uh, you know, continuing to work with as many people as we can, it really, uh, it, it really just helps the, the progress. You got to roll with the punches. It's like a new world, right? It's not, uh, it's not, let's get some friends together, write a couple songs and like go play a show down the street at the local bar because realistically nobody's coming to see you over there, you know? Yeah. It sucks. You want to go out and you want to find new music, especially new pop punk music. You're not going to go to the bar or the local <laughs> club. It's just, you're not gonna, you're not even going to turn the radio on, man. That's not it. You're going to go on Spotify and you're going to look for the playlists that say new pop punk. Yeah. And you got to figure out how to get yourself there. So it's it, this whole band. I mean, as much as it's fun and we love it and the, you know, the creativity, it's like the, the love for the music, the passion for the music, it's all there. But the plan is a mathematical plan for sure. Like we really, it's, it's like, it sucks to say, but we really do sit here at this table, right? Where are we? This table right here. We sit, we sit around and we figure it out together, like a math problem. <laughs> what, um, <laughs> what is your current, uh, quote unquote strategy for, tiktok and instagram posting what are you doing well i mean if you, if you want to break it down like that i guess we've learned that posting to our feed isn't like super important um on instagram uh it's definitely more important to keep our story rolling and for sure there's nothing going on there right now i have to my my drummer and i aaron we we take care of everything but like i said dude it was nuts when you hit us up for this podcast and it was just like all these things start happening like oh my god you know you think there's five of you you think you could handle it and it's just like still you're just like oh my god but um but yeah we keeping your story rolling is for sure a a play um interacting with the fans that's another thing like you, you people if people message you message them back uh if people comment on your post comment back uh just trying to be as personal personable as we can is is definitely a a, a play and with tiktok i think that the real issue with that is just the consistency yeah. um, i think it's a platform that requires the most consistency of any social media platform we've seen so far in my opinion. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's for sure. You got to find like, uh, you got to roll with the trends, you know, you see a trend, you got to do that trend. You got to try to make your own trend. Uh, but otherwise that's, that's our whole vibe with it. I don't know if that's right or not. I'm not a, I'm a social media expert, but, but that's what we've been doing. Yeah. I'm no expert on it either. What I've heard at least is like, I've heard a couple things. One, the more you post, the more likely you are to hit bigger numbers. Mm -hmm. uh, and then the other thing I heard was like, I think 25% of your content should be trend-based, but then the mm -hmm. other 75% can be whatever the hell you want. So like for a band like you guys, just record a full show and then just mm -hmm. cut <laughs> however many up, clips you up, can possibly get out of it. Yeah. Like, so consider that when you sit around the table next yeah, time. <laughs> we will, we will. I'll bring it, I'll bring it to the board of trustees. <laughs> Bryce from expedition to try told me to do that. <laughs> um, so the interesting thing you brought up was the kind of idea of reaching out to people kind of on a whim, like you mm -hmm. did with Joey and then mm -hmm. AJ. So do you think 
being able to do that the first two times has motivated you to do it more because like what you never know what could happen because a lot of yeah. people are afraid to reach out no. to people. yeah that's yeah. one thing i'll say like don't be scared don't ever be at least not in this world not in the pop punk world i can tell you i don't we haven't come across one like not one weird conversation with any of these guys really it's crazy you know who was we worked with um nick from hit the lights mm-hmm. and he it, like that was one of the easiest features he, what dude, what a cool dude for for real it, like so personable it's so nuts you know you look at these guys and they're on stage you're in this you're in a crowd of people you you're hanging out and you're at a show and you see these people and they're up there and they look like gods right <laughs> Yeah. That's what it is, like the lights and the sound. And it, and then you talk to them, and they're people. They're yeah. just people. We're all just people, yeah. right? It's a, so if I had to give any advice, don't ever be scared. Like, DM dudes. Just do it. I don't know. Maybe they won't answer you, but it's probably not because they're being a dick. You know, it's probably because they just didn't see it. Or they're super busy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's you know? a quote. What, the only podcast I listen to is the Tim Ferriss Show. And something he always says is, like, don't mistake maliciousness for busyness. Like, they're probably not being rude when they don't answer or say something you think is rude. They're probably just busy and, like, they don't yeah. have the time. So I think yeah. – what what do you think – or has there ever been a time when you reached out to someone and they didn't respond or were rude in response? Think, um... You don't have to name drop or anything, but – we we had a few experiences like that maybe no response uh most of the time though these people get back to you for sure like they'll if we if we don't get a response back we're not offended you know right. especially with like some of the people we've reached out to for for real like we know no bounds at this yeah. point we'll just we just go for it but um we definitely not offended you could tell that these people you know also depending on how big of an artist you're talking about they may not even be in control of their social media social media handle they yeah. they probably you know like if you like i don't know if travis barker is going to get back to you if you if you dm him you know what i mean yeah. maybe he will i don't i don't know we never tried that one but <laughs> but i mean realistically there must come a point where you can't do it yourself mm-hmm. Right. If you have millions of followers and you're that big, you're that famous, you you definitely need a team of people. This is social media is a job, man. Yeah. (laughs) People literally hire social media managers for that reason. It gets crazy. That's why it's cool to be in that smaller range of followers because you can Mm -hmm. interact with everybody. Yeah. And you can grow that tight knit community who will hopefully use word of mouth to spread the word. Dude, we've seen it, man. We've yeah. had followers that have showed up to shows. It's like crazy. We're like, "What? This I think we had like a we played an acoustic gig um in South Jersey and it wasn't at a venue. It was like a makeshift venue uh you know, like a, it was like a backyard, like bar type of, I don't know, whoever built this is awesome, but (laughs) we played there with, uh, with AJ from the dangerous summer. Uh And, uh, we had like a a group of people come up to us and that drove up from South Carolina. Oh my God. And we're like, what? Like you drove here from South Carolina to 
<laughs> like backyard spot that's like you to see North Vale, like that, that's cool. When we were at the when we just went to the Gramercy for this wildlife, a fan yelled out, Oh, oh my god, is that North Vale? What? Hi, then you talk to them because, like, thanks for making me look cool as fuck right now. Like, you know, <laughs> big time appreciate you, <laughs> but it's uh. Yeah, for sure. I think that like you're crazy not to interact with with your fan base. If you have a fan base, you just talk to them all the time. Why not? Yeah. They're not most of them. Most of these people. I don't think we've ever met anyone that was bad. Yeah. You know. <laughs> um, and something I think about a lot as of more recently, um, I feel like some people who follow band accounts or podcast accounts, whatever it might be, they don't realize how big of an impact they have by doing like small things, whether that be liking posts, sharing yeah. posts, whatever it might be. So what are some uh, seemingly small things that your fans have done that make you feel incredible? <laughs> like really the biggest one for me is when somebody messages us, like back to our story, like our Instagram story. Mm. Like if we put an Instagram story up and someone, you know how you can message them or like react to the story. Yeah. That's cool. That's nuts to like be at practice and like put some stupid shit up like singing. And then like, you know, we'll get a message like fire, you know, like <laughs> so awesome guys. Can't wait to see you at uh, the house of independence. And we'll just be like, what? Cool. Thank you. Thank you for saying you care. Like, thank you for reminding me why I am in Mike's basement on Monday night, you know, like singing with a bunch of dudes, like, you know, it's crazy. Um, so what are some short-term and long-term goals for Northvale? What features would you like to do or like, what are just any goals of any sort for you guys? Well, I mean, uh, Short term, we really have to get this record finished, this album that we've been working. We've been working on this thing for geez, like a year and a half now, and it's like really starting to get to us. But we 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 hit a few bumps in the road, um, you know, just with like engineering and things like that. Um, so it's been like a long process. It, it's kind of it's really dragging on us right now you know like it, it sucks to say that but because we love the songs it's just that at this point we're getting a little uh you know a little crazy with it um so we really need to get this record out and we will you know we're on track um but uh i guess we're already thinking about the next album you know what i mean like we already it's you have to plan in advance like that we're gonna start we're probably gonna start hitting up people to mix the next record now um we're planning for it at least um also we're gonna put it took it was a lot of up in the air about what our next single was gonna be but we have an acoustic song that we wrote with a girl named jenna bruno um she's the lead singer of the ones you forgot they're a they're like a like a really big new jersey band you know what i mean like they're they they like ride jersey to the core you know like that uh, we we appreciate that so jenna's like an incredible singer like sick voice dude and we were fortunate enough to 
um, have her at the studio we record at in upstate New York for a couple days. She stayed with us and we just wrote this jam and it's so dope. And I'm actually super excited that it's a single because it's like a little bit of a like vibe change for us, you know, like a lot of the stuff we put out, it's a lot of like, you know, upbeat, up the go, 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 go. And with this, it's a nice and mellow. I think it's dope. It's going to yeah. be cool. Awesome. So, but like, I guess long-term man, I don't know, long-term, I, we got to get on a tour. Yeah. You know, I want to get on a tour. I want a tour. That's, that's the big goal for us right now. Yeah. Can you, uh, well, I'll go anywhere that you're going on tour, but I'm in Rochester, New York. So oh, I, dude, you're not far. No, not at all. So I'm my one of my friends actually lives in New Jersey. So I gotta either come down there, you guys come to Syracuse or Rochester. Yeah, I'll go anywhere, dude. <laughs> true, I would love. To where see in you. Uh, Where in Jersey does your friend live? He's Oakland. Oh, uh, that's not far from us. I mean, I don't know. Tell him we're playing. We're opening for the Dangerous Summer at the House of Independence on March 18th. Let me know, man. I'll send you tickets. I might have to come down. Yeah, my uh, I got a couple friends. Wow, Jesus Christ! Now I'm planning a trip to Jersey. Oh boy, dude, come <laughs> come down. I got you. Just tell I'll, me. Just I'll, just message us and let us know. I'll hit you up. Thanks, dude. Um, sure. <laughs> oh man, completely blew me off track of my question. Uh, <laughs> what What are some things you guys have learned? in producing this current album that will be like like easy peasy when you start recording your next one um you know we were fortunate enough to work with ace enders from the early november um and nick brzezzi from man overboard on a bunch of these songs on this record um good intentions was one of them we did good intentions with uh oliver baxter from broadside and Ace played a huge part in producing that uh, that record. So I think, like in terms of songwriting, we learned a ton. Uh, we production wise, I think we've we've really we we have our opinions, right? But um, we really are in the hands of of the producer that we that we choose. I think that that's like a big part of this. Sometimes they know best, you know, it's not always easy to put six brains in a room and agree. Right. But you have to trust the people you hire, right. The people you put, this is our, this is our art, right. We work really hard on this shit. And, uh, sometimes you got to just like, let people take the reins on it. Even if it's not something, even if it's not exactly what you envisioned, it's probably going to be better. Because people can take, people can put their own spins on things, you know, and like, I'm super stoked with all of the production that we have on this. So if we've learned anything, I think it was definitely at Ace's studio just to put trust into people and, um, and songwriting, man, like the, the guy's a genius lyrically. He, uh, he taught me a lot. So, so do you all have full-time jobs or jobs outside of the oh hell yeah man we're out here grinding how do you all balance working and then outside life and then also northvale what's what's the balance routine look like uh it's tough man um but it's almost like how bad do you want it right 
Like, how bad do you want to do this? That's why I said before, it's like playing a show is like a real nice reminder of like why exactly I'm here on Monday night after work. Mm -hmm. uh, it, we, you, you have to just keep trying, you know, you can't get frustrated. Uh, when we got to do something, we have to do it around the schedule of five different people. So we really have to just work with each other. Uh, we have to take each other's lives into consideration too. Like you have to be super mature about it. You know, like you can't get pissed because one person can't come to the music video shoot on this day. Like you can't get mad. I, uh, our, um, our drummer, he had a death in the family. The, our, for our last show, he had to go, he had to fly he had to get on a plane and go to Florida. We had to get, we had to play with a different drummer. You just do it, you know, you do what you have to do. My rhythm guitarist, Chris, his days off are um, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. That's his Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Yeah. That's insane for us. But you do, you know, you, you just deal with it. Like I will go to, he lives in South Jersey in Belmar. I will go to Belmar on Sunday and crash there and get up early and drive to work in the morning because you just have to get shit done. I write with Chris a lot. He's Chris is like he write he writes the music to this. He is responsible for for the music to to this project. He's he killed it like he's the core here. So like if his so if his days off are uh Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, then I just don't sleep that during that time. It is what it is, you know? Yeah. It's tough. You but you got to do it. You got to life throws shit at you, you know? You can't you can't get caught up. Like you can do anything you want to do. You know, I don't like I'm busy. I'm tired. It's just bullshit excuses. Make time, just make time. And so I don't, I don't think that it's ever been so like the burden of having a job is, has been so bad that we can't do Northvale. Like that's crazy. <laughs> so in terms of trying to make the most of your time, what, for bands just starting out or musicians just starting out, what are some resources that you guys have used that you feel are not necessary? Um, in this band, I don't know if we've made any any mistakes on well, things like perfect. that yet. That's perfect. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I don't not. To, I mean, I don't think so. Not yet. You know what? We've all fortunately been in a lot of bands and projects before this and i think we really got a lot of our mistakes out mm. you know uh i can tell you that in my old band we played out too much you, you can't you can't just keep playing the same venues around your area and inviting all of your friends to come out or you know breaking all your friends balls to come out right because yeah. By the fifth time they've seen you in a month, they're kind of like, dude, I don't, I get it. Like, I, I don't want to see you again. You know, like you can't do things like that. Um, you have to pick and choose, you know, what you want to do. Uh, I think um, also like harping on, on a song for too long is like just a dangerous uh, situation, right? Like you write a song, you I mean, at least with us anyway, we, we write things, our, our pre-pro demos are extensive, you know, like we write it, we write it again, we write it again, we write it again by like the sixth pass of the lyrics, 
it's almost like, okay, like we got to stop now, you know, like what is the best, like pick the best. This is the, we can't, cause you could probably sit on a song for like 10 years if you really wanted to and make it the best song ever. But like, is that really going to be a good plan for you? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> so if you could go back in time to when you were first starting out in music, what do you think you would tell yourself? <laughs> to stop giving a shit about what other people said that's what that's what i would tell myself because i think when you're young you know you always have uh most of, a lot of a lot of people at least i think it, you have like a voice in the back of your head like am i making a mistake you know am i spending too much time on this like should i focus on something different mike just walked up the stairs <laughs> should i uh you know should i maybe walk the more obvious path right and like i would just tell myself like that's a load of horse shit yeah. <laughs> you got to do what you want to do <laughs> does mike have um, any uh this is, this, is, this is mike mike you got any advice for new musicians advice for new musicians yeah sure <laughs> that's a that's a loaded question <laughs> what what would you tell yourself if you could go back in time to when you first started playing music what would you tell yourself um you got to like give more of a shit. You can't like, it's, oh it, it, you, can't, you can't like half ass this stuff. You know, okay. you can't, like, you gotta, you gotta like, actually like take it like a, another job and treat it like, you know, with some sense of professionalism. You gotta jump. That's what you gotta do. <laughs> so I'm jumping here, Kev. Take this. Say hi. Oh, we got the whole band coming. Awesome. Kevin, <laughs> says, Kevin says hi. Chris says hi. I hear Aaron playing drums, so it doesn't sound like he's. <laughs> <laughs> uh we're almost all wrapped up anyways so uh what is on the horizon for you guys what can people be on the lookout for um i mean this show for sure uh, asbury park the house of independence we're opening for the dangerous summer we're excited about that it's gonna be cool to see aj again um we you know keep a lookout for our new music we are gonna have this next single come out i think in a couple weeks, we're probably going to see us starting to promote it soon. Uh, that's with Jenna Bruno from the ones you forgot. Um, and really just keep an eye out for all the new, the new music coming out. And I don't know, listen, if you like it, help us out, you know, check us out on social media. We're here. So what's, um, what's a band or solo artist that you feel like should have way more recognition than they do a band or a solo artist i'll tell you we played a little acoustic thing at a tiny little art gallery um in north bergen i think it was in union city thank you kev and uh <laughs> the dude's name is hadley he's a singer songwriter and he is fucking cool he's awesome his music is badass and he deserves a lot more recognition than he has so if you i think his instagram handle is at mf hadley you should look him up and listen to his shit because he's good awesome so where where can the listeners find you guys on all social media platforms um at northvale band everywhere all right perfect uh any last pieces of advice or anything else you would like to mention before we close out this episode no nah, man just you know, if you like music, support it. That's it. <laughs> Keep streaming. Let us know. Contact us. Tell us what you think, good or bad. We love it. Awesome. Well, 
Keith, thank you so much for coming on. I really appreciate it. For sure, man. I'm so hyped to have finally gotten this worked out. We, yeah, <laughs> we right. We it a couple times, but we finally did it. So hyped to meet, meet you and Mike now. So that's very cool. That's right. <laughs> for sure, dude. <laughs> for all those listening, uh, links to everything we talked about will be in the show notes. I'll link stuff down below so you can check out Northvale all over the place, Spotify, Apple. You can find them on Instagram. I'll put it all down there. I'll do my best. <laughs> I am one man, just like That's Northvale right. is just one band right. trying to handle social media. I'll try my best. <laughs> but for all you listening, thank you so much for listening. We really appreciate it. Peace out and good luck, everybody. <laughs>